0: Not Nerd Podcast, Episode 126, Reunited and It Feels So Good. Welcome to the Not Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath. I'm back in the States. I'm back in our podcast studio, ready to talk technology once again, back from Uganda, Africa. And of course, I'm here, as always, with Mr. Dave Baylor.
1: What you were gone? <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. I didn't even notice. I. It has been
0: fortnights, <laughs> trademark. Yeah, since we have uh recorded an episode, it has been way too long. I gotta uh, say, I'm glad you're back. I am glad to be back.
1: There was a Nate-shaped hole in my heart. Oh, that was empty. Yes. When I'd want to text you, I'm like, well, he's probably sleeping. Or when I want to talk to you, I'm like. I don't even know if he can get phone calls in Uganda.
0: No, no phone calls. uh, And the 10-hour time difference does make things interesting for communication.
1: I think you had said when we met together earlier this week that it's quite literally almost as far away from the United States as you can get from Oregon. It's like... On the other side of the planet. The uh, yes, this There's is true. No farther place. Well, and
0: you were kind of asking me some of the stuff about the trip. We've talked some, but I figured kind of the technology side of things. Our listeners would love to hear. Sure. Uh, I do want to say real quick, if you did not listen to 125, go listen to that. We packed a ton of goodness into that. Some mm-hmm. just good overall. Uh, kind of common questions, frequently asked questions on the big tech topics, uh, what some of our best practices are on all of that stuff. So it's a great one to share with somebody that you might want to share the Not Nerd podcast yeah. with.
1: introduce them with episode 125.
0: Yes. Well, let's get into my trip a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing, most people do not get a lot of opportunity to travel internationally. No. So to get to Uganda and back.
1: I they- was, I'm smiling because I've had the opportunity being the international man of mystery, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Relevant. Yes. Timely reference yes. there. Yes. Uh, oh, very current movies. Austin Powers. Love it.
1: Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Sorry. Knocking equipment over. I was jumping into my... Yes. Convertible.
0: So it's about 22 hours, 23 hours of travel time each direction to get over there. Uh, the route route we took <laughs> was uh, from Portland to Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and then from Amsterdam to Entebbe, which is the airport in Uganda, with a brief stop in Rwanda uh, mm. before we went to Uganda.
1: Did you stay in the hotel there? No,
0: we did not stay in the Hotel Rwanda. So, our first flight was Delta from mm-hmm. Portland to Amsterdam, and that's the way international flights should be done. You had the cool touch screen, you had the eye mask and the headphones I showed you yeah. sitting on the seat when you got on the plane, tons of service
1: Those high quality blockbuster headphones yeah. or what billboard was it? oh billboard
0: <laughs> yeah billboard branded. <laughs> Like almost too much food. Like you're like yeah. yeah. I'm trying to rest a little yeah. bit. Every I don't need minutes. another meal. Yeah. But yeah, really cool. Like touchscreen with like games on it. You could play games, and it would put like your high score of your seat number. Ah. So you could like compete with other people on the plane. And was it free or did it cost? Yeah, it, it was free. That's free. pretty cool. So they had um like a kind of a block where you shoot the little color up and knock your bricks down kind of a thing. Yeah, like a bubble, um, bubble bobble type yes, game. type game, and I had the high score of course. on the way there <laughs> and the way back.
1: Um, if they had Candy Crush on that thing? Oh, jeez. It
0: would have been over. The only thing that was a problem with that is you had to reach up onto the seat back mm. in front of you to play that, but, but they had a bunch of first-run movies on the way there. I watched a couple movies, uh, The Disaster Artist, which hmm. um, is... Uh, about as odd as the movie that it's about. Hmm. Um, and, I don't know. But they had a bunch of superhero movies. There's probably, on the thing, there's probably close to 100 movies huh. uh, that you could watch. TV shows. Uh, my buddy watched like the whole first season of Young Sheldon. Uh, <laughs> so they give you a lot of options, music and everything. And I think you could even do it where you could load it on your phone or your tablet while you're on the plane and do it that way, too. Wow. With... T-Mobile, which is is not the last you're going to hear about my lovely T-Mobile, Yeah, I got free Wi-Fi on the flight there while we were over the continental U.S. because I was a T-Mobile customer.
1: That is really handy. They Um, partner with T-Mobile, huh?
0: Yeah. So then the second flight, KLM from Amsterdam to Entebbe, not quite. (laughs) Both flights on the way there did have USB charging for your phone, so you can just plug a cable in. Didn't need a power bank or anything. That's nice. Which is nice. But... Yeah, definitely the quality was not quite the same level. It had – there was a remote like in the arm of your seat to mm-hmm. control the little – it wasn't a touch screen. And if oh, you, it's like a
1: little joystick that moves If different. you're
0: large-hipped like I am, <laughs> you kind of are running into the remote. And I kept it with like – I'd try to sleep and turn the screen off and then I'd bump it with my hip. But Well,
1: at least with your wide hips, you would be able to
0: have babies. Yes, this is true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the flights on the way back – The one, the first leg from Africa to Amsterdam, it wasn't even like there wasn't a USB charger. Mm -hmm. And it was like the seats were about two inches narrower. Uh, And you're um, a tall guy. A tall guy and not thin. Uh, But, yeah, overall, the flights, good experience. Delta, if you're flying international,
1: it was a very good
0: experience.
1: Hmm. So... So, Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah. When you're in Uganda, what t- type of technology do we have here going from Stone Age to the Jetsons? Yes. Um, it's it's somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: That's, so, that narrows it down. Yes. So T-Mobile, again, like I had mentioned before my trip, I had unlimited text and data off. Uh, it was Airtel, would is the local carrier that mm-hmm. they have a partnership with. So... As soon as I got off the plane, Uganda, actually, like it would pop up on my phone in Amsterdam and uh, Rwanda and Uganda. I would get a text message saying, Hey, you're a T Mobile customer. You get free text and data. Wow, that's Um, pretty cool. Which was really nice. The other two guys that I was with, uh, they bought a little, got a little mobile hotspot, and I think it was. That paid it was about a hundred U.S. dollars for like fifteen gigs of data for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, speeds were never that good. The best Wi-Fi that I tested there was like um, one point five megabits wow. per second, which That's you really know most slow. people have like at like least thirty or forty. Yeah, thirty is like low end for home Wi-Fi around yeah. here, but that would be like in a cafe. Now, Ugandans, if you are. What Patrick told me, patrickschildren.org is the mm-hmm. organization I was with, Patrick told me that middle class in Uganda would be making around 300 US dollars per month. Wow. It seemed like most of the people that I would consider middle class, they had some sort of phone. Uh, I did see some dumb phones there, like some mm-hmm. old Nokia type stuff. Yeah. Um It was a little skewed because we took a bunch of – I believe they were iPhone 5s or 5s to give to some of our partners over there. Mm -hmm. So I saw more iPhones because we were literally handing them iPhones. Yeah. Uh, We did take a handful of older laptops um, to which they were like a couple of the students uh, that we support over there. And they were like blown away. Like Like, this is high tech. Yeah. Like they don't have TVs. Like they don't – um, I mean, just an example. Edwin, one of the guys that were—he's a university student, and he helps us with some of the projects over there. He's at Uganda National, where he grew up, a little more rural area. Mm-hmm. He never had meat until he came to university. Yeah. So, like at 20 years old, Patrick would ask at every school we went to visit, "Hey, what's for lunch today?" And it's like it's porridge, like yeah. rice maybe rice rice is more expensive like flour and water is like what they eat and so it's like you know they don't have tvs cable they just don't
1: well there's organizations like we helped with today this morning to help do a food packing event here at our church and it was to provide meals they have some type of soy product uh vegetables and rice and a vitamin packet all Mm. in a sealed container and i think there's like seven meals in it and we ship them off around the world so if you'd like to know more about that organization it is kids around the world and they partner with our church and we have well over this week we made a hundred thousand over a hundred thousand meals to send off to nicaragua so there's needs out there like these kids eating porridge in the school it's it's terrible
0: well and then we found out that Many of the schools, they've actually had to cut their lunch program so parents aren't even sending their kids to school anymore because they don't provide lunch. So they don't yeah. they don't even have the food. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy the need. One day we went and bought um, literally like two tons of food to hand out in some of the slums. And people were literally like about to riot over getting yeah. some food. I, it's just – it's a whole different world. I can't even – I've been trying to think of ways, and I've been posting some pictures that I took while I was there, trying to just explain how different it is because we're, here we just have no concept. No. Um, we, and comp- so, we
1: complain if
0: dinner's late by yeah, a half hour. Yeah, what do you exactly. mean it's late? My steak they tartar. put tomatoes on my burrito. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. Oh, geez. There's yeah. extra food on my food. I know.
1: There's extra sauce. I don't
0: um, like it. Yeah. So as far as like cell phones go, the people there... It's all well with everything <laughs> there. Pretty much, it's prepaid. Mm-hmm. So there's all these little huts that are like like a ticket booth at the fair, and you go up and there's somebody sitting there, and you give them you know a couple shillings, and they give you you know a couple minutes or some data for your phone. Yeah, and they, it's like a everyday like hey, I've got a couple shillings today. I can put some minutes on my phone. Yeah, WhatsApp is huge there, which Mm. is owned by Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a chat app, and it is, like, everybody's on that. That's what they'll, you know, as we're meeting with people, they're like, oh, what's your WhatsApp? And that's how you connect. Mm -hmm. It's like Um, their phone number is your WhatsApp. Yes, yes. Uh, So they use that to communicate a lot. Only one of the guys, the Ed one that I mentioned before, that's at university, he's kind of a, now he's, a city boy in Kampala. That's where he goes. He knows what meat tastes like. (laughs) Yeah. He knows what meat tastes like. He's a sharp dresser. He's actually on, uh, Instagram. He's the only one that of any of them that were on Instagram. But, uh, so it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy how, you know, even though they're halfway around the world, it is 2018 and they are, um, like I didn't I barely saw any computers unless you were at like a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, this one cafe we ate breakfast at a couple mornings, they did have the like square tablet reader thing, yeah. the little white stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's they probably an their, iPad in there. Yeah, their money with.
1: Yeah, it's, it's quite different.
0: Quite different. They have... There's pieces of the technology and they kind of know about technology, but there's just... There's when no you money. don't have any money, when you're yeah. trying to feed yourself, uh, that kind of becomes a priority over yeah. um, the luxuries that we are afforded here.
1: Well, and much of the technology that we use here is in consuming entertainment. And again, if you're trying to survive or find out where your meal comes from or go to school to learn or whatever, entertainment's not the yeah. first thing. You know, It's like I need – No. <laughs> it's low on the total – Well, pole. yeah, then
0: and- – we took a couple DVDs and a projector for one of the people that we work with over there. And uh, we had some people sitting around one day when it was raining pretty hard, some Ugandans. And Patrick had found some bootleg, like they were like bootleg Disney movie yeah. DVD, like 10 movies on one DVD. Yeah. And they were just like mesmerized, like Easy. sitting watching on a laptop yeah, because it was too light out to watch on the projector. So they're like
1: huddled around
0: eight people sitting around watching a movie they can barely hear on a laptop um, and not a good movie just because they never get to experience that because, yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're working or <laughs> you're yeah. trying to do your school school stuff. So it was a really great trip. If you have more questions about it, please feel free to ask, and I'll be uh, doing some more stuff on the Patrick's Children's social media stuff, documenting the trip. My yeah.
1: My plan was to do – Yeah, so just to recap, if yes. you guys didn't hear – before he left, the idea was to take technology over there to document so that he could have assets put on the website or newsletters or supporters want to know what's going on over there. And so there was a big debate about what technology you yes. should take over there uh, to get what you wanted. So tell us how that went. Yeah. So I, I famously
0: said, well, I'm not going to take my laptop. I'm just going to take yeah. my iPad, my phone, and I uh, took my GoPro and Couple tripods and stuff like that. Bunch some of battery lighting. packs and cables yeah, and stuff. all this stuff. Uh, power. We were where we were staying uh, is kind of a guest house type thing. Mm-hmm. We did have electricity there, okay, only because it's near the prince's palace. Yeah, prince of Uganda has a palace near we were where we were staying, so there is some infrastructure there. Yeah, and you um, mentioned it's
1: not where he stays; it's like a summer palace. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Um, the ginja uh, area, but so we did have access to power. Um, I used my phone pretty much for I barely even took my iPad out. So mm-hmm. if I would have taken my laptop, maybe I would have done a couple things. I just but would have
1: gotten dirty or broken.
0: Yes, I it wasn't worth the risk to take that with me. I felt pretty safe most of the time. I actually, if you guys follow me personally on social media, you see I post a lot of pictures of downtown Portland driving over the, on the I-5 bridge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, we drove over a bridge there and um, I took some pictures in the (laughs) same fashion. I was not driving, but uh, quickly after we got off the bridge, some military with their rifles uh, pulled us, flagged us over, which is what they do because it happened several times to us Mm -hmm. and informed us that it was illegal to take pictures off the bridge. And he took my phone from me. And uh, so after much debate and a call to Patrick's lawyer, who is Ugandan, uh, we were able to get my phone back and I d- deleted the pictures off my phone that I took of the bridge. Apparently there's like a power plant and maybe a prison around there and a lot of government yeah. stuff, but it's it was a very... Cool-looking scenic bridge, so I took some pictures. So yeah. that was one of my most fearful moments, as this guy's holding my iPhone 10 and yeah. wanting a lot of money out of us, and you know, saying you know they could take me to prison, all this stuff. But they see the lighter-skinned visitors from yeah. out of the country, and they see dollar signs, um, and it is a very corrupt. I was gonna mentioned you were talking about like sending food over there mm-hmm. Patrick since he's been doing stuff over there for like 14 years now you pretty much can't mail anything into Uganda because by the time you bribe everybody to get it to yeah. its destination it costs more than like just flying it over yeah. there yourself
1: so there really probably aren't much tariffs but it's all the middlemen yes getting to yes all
0: the different officials and everything another quick thing I was just reminded of we got to visit some schools. We have a uh, a program with feminine hygiene products. They have no concept of feminine hygiene there, which yeah. is insane. Uh, but we got to visit a couple of the schools and with some school officials. And even at the schools, um, I saw maybe one computer like in the headmaster's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there was a kind of a science lab. I showed you a picture yeah. of that.
1: It's as primitive as can be, like Robinson Crusoe. Oh,
0: totally, yeah. It's like something
1: the guy off of uh, Gilligan's Island would put together with some beakers and yeah. The the
0: professors, (laughs) the professor probably had a nicer science lab on Gilligan's Island than these students do, Um, but they are making an effort to do more of you know at least science. they just don't have the technology. Yeah. It's not like every kid gets a tablet or uh, yeah. an older tablet. They just don't have, have anything for that.
1: And it's not that the technology is necessary because it can be abused. Like we here in the United yes. States, you look at a crowd of people, 90% of them are looking down at their iPhone, seeing mm-hmm. what's on Twitter or Facebook, or did somebody like my Instagram photo? And so there's this kind of corrupt idea of what technology can do to people, but- In many cases, it can elevate their educational experience. Those are the type of resources that I think that uh, emerging third-world countries need to have access to. But it's a fine line, right? Because I don't want those cultures to be corrupted by all the garbage that we have to deal with. So it's like, yeah,
0: Yeah, like how do you just get them the good parts? Yeah. Like you have a fresh chance with them. Can we just get them – one of my biggest frustrations with the whole of Uganda because I (laughs) – Really tried to soak it all in is just the inefficiency of business, of anything over there. It's also inefficient. And so, like, just some basic business courses, which is mm-hmm. something that we're trying to work on, is teaching these people skills through farming or whatever, helping them with school fees in return. You know, they're doing stuff for our organization, mm-hmm. trying to just give them this sense of taking some ownership and making improving on things instead of just, you know, like even the cell phone huts, it's like there's thousands of these things and it's like in every neighborhood and it just, it's so inefficient. But then on the same Thing, like you're saying, it's like, well, do we just put in 100 Walmarts there yeah. and blow everything else out of no, business? It's, no, that's so, not good for the area either. There is a spectrum, and Uganda definitely falls on the
1: inefficient spectrum. Um, so but to I, bring this back around, yeah. to document the trip, basically your iPhone 10 was yes. 90% of everything. Yep, yep. So if so you would have went just with that, you probably would have been just fine.
0: Yes, and due to uh, what I will call uganda time going back to the inefficiencies yeah i didn't get to do a lot of the documentary interview type you yeah. know i had these visions of like creating a <laughs> movie set yeah um while i was there and it was more <laughs> just like hey grab some pictures we're on to the next place yeah but i did get i mean the iphone 10 uh the other two guys they were in the iphone 6 6s range mm-hmm. um and just the iPhone 10 camera is amazing. It's really good. Uh, taking video, but just the, the depth of color and stuff that I got with the photos. There was a couple times where I was like, man, it'd be nice to have a DSLR right now because the lighting isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I got was good enough. Um, yeah. And it, again, the risk and the extra responsibility of taking care of something like that. And just being able to grab the iPhone out, start shooting pictures, and put it back in the pocket is pretty stinking nice.
1: Mm. Well, thank you so much on behalf of the Not Nerd uh, Corporation (laughs) and our listeners. We appreciate you putting yourself out there to make our world a better place. I'm glad that I could do a little.
0: It's like you're just trying to do something and uh, we did get some cool stuff accomplished over there and trying to help them just not even necessarily technology stuff, but just getting these kids education. We were able mm-hmm. to Basic needs. pay for the next term of school because even even government schools there, they have the parents have to pay it's like, I don't know, fifty bucks or something per term. Mm-hmm. And the parents they just don't have that and it's yeah. not an emphasis for them. So these kids just like drop out of school. So the fact that we're like Able to help some kids stay in school and provide all these other programs is pretty, uh, pretty cool. So, awesome. Well, let's get back into the swing of our regular episode stuff. Yeah. Uh, technology did not stop happening while I was gone. No. Uh, so some follow up a couple episodes back, I had talked about the whole U.S. Postal Service and Donald Trump and Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. and. Washington Post and Amazon all this yeah. stuff well their planet money they have a new it's a I think they do it 5 days a week it's called the indicator and it's just a short like 5 to 10 minute podcast where they talk about different money topics And this is
1: an NPR thing? Yes,
0: NPR. Okay. Um so they did an episode on Amazon titled Amazon versus Trump goes postal. Uh, And so they looked at some of the numbers and explained some of the stuff about how our postal service here is structured um, and there's some different parts of it and how some of the numbers Trump had were wrong. Uh, So a very interesting little listen. I think it maybe tops 15 minutes, but it gives you a good explanation. If you live in the United States and you're at all curious about how our postal system works, Mm -hmm. listen to that part. Um, but as far as you know, the packages versus letters versus this huge infrastructure that they have. So go give that a listen. Very cool. Uh, Movie Pass. Oh boy, they they're kind of,
1: Well, you can't keep up with Movie
0: Pass. No, they keep changing. You for a while, you were sending me a different text every day that they were switching <laughs> yeah. what their levels were and what their offerings were, how many movies you could see a month, and
1: well, they they. Even though the CEO of the company said, oh, this don't expect this plan to come back where you can see an unlimited amount of movies – a month, one per day, up to one per day, and uh, that's not probably going to come back. And then in his very next breath, oh, this plan is coming back. It's yeah. like, I thought you said it wasn't. So I, who knows what's going on at that place? It's like nobody's yeah. in charge. Nobody's –
0: kind of, It seems like they're kind of at the uh, throwing spaghetti at the wall yeah. stage, see what sticks. They've got the $7 where you can see four movies a month mm-hmm. and where the $10 for – which really – if I was them, which I'm not, $7 for a four-movie-a-month plan, that is probably the reasonable option for most people. Right. And then if they wanted to do do a $25-a-month unlimited, yeah. the fact that it's like 7 and $10, it's like, come <laughs> on, guys. What's the are-
1: it seems like they have some people who aren't very streetwise about how some of this stuff would work, yeah. and they're using their platform – which is a 4 pay product as a beta. It's, it just seems very bad taste because every week they change their terms of services. They change the amount of movies you can do and, oh, you have to take a picture and this, you can only do this, and it's locked to one phone and now it's not. And it's every week it changes. Yeah. It's like... That's fine if you have a group of people in a beta test and you're like, all right, we're going to try this thing out for this low fee. The fees are going to go up sometime, but you're in the beta period yeah. and it's going to be a moving target. But they don't communicate it as that. They communicate it as this is a product. Yeah. And so consumers are just like, what is going on? There's no other product I've ever purchased that changes so often. So that's basically what it is. Yeah. It, they're in beta. They're trying to th- figure out what works, throwing the spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. And – if you're the type of consumer who can hang on for the ride you can get a lot of value but if you're not used to that type of thing yeah. and not willing to play their games and it's probably not a product that you should look into
0: well and it's yeah i'm perfect example you your family has two of the cards yeah you're getting a lot of value out of it so you're it's worth putting up with some, yeah. Hey, what's going to happen when I open the app today kind of stuff, (laughs) but is
1: it even going to work
0: today? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did they just go out of business? And uh, so we'll see. It's, it's interesting.
1: Well, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a neat technology. It's the wild West. And so it's, it's fun. It's more fun to talk about than cryptocurrencies. So, Oh yes. (laughs) I'm
0: so glad that (laughs) we've been able to avoid that. And I was almost like, Oh, let's look at what the price is. I don't even care. care. We're (laughs) moving on. Uh, everybody did their quarterly, earnings this last couple weeks all of them yeah everybody yeah everybody and for their first quarter of 2018 uh the after holiday quarter which like for somebody like apple usually Mm -hmm. means lower sales because holiday is big sales but you know all the big tech companies they're Doing their thing, and there um, was the,
1: the the Facebook conference that they had, and the Google I O happened, and is, or is going to happen. It's soon. coming up, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, WWDC for Apple's coming up next month. So yeah. this is the season of investors and new it's products. Like award and, season, yeah.
0: The awards shows wrap up, and then we get into all this stuff. But Apple released their quarterly earnings. The only big story out of this whole thing is like all the financial forecasters were saying, oh, you know. The iPhone 10 sales are way down, and uh, you know the Apple's going to have a horrible quarter. Well, Apple had a record Mm -hmm. first quarter. It's actually their second quarter, first quarter, and iPhone 10 was their number one phone. And I listened to Neil Seibert Neil Seibert. yeah, that does the above Avalon, Mm -hmm. and he did a breakdown of what he estimates, and the reason why there's some reports that they've cut back on the screen orders. You know they tried to tell you, oh, it's because the iPhone X is doomed. He said, well, because the iPhone X, if you remember back before it was even announced, everybody was like, oh, it's going to be impossible to get these. They won't even be in stock till May. Like you're just never going to be yeah. able to get an iPhone X unless you order in the first second. Well, it was <laughs> the most successful inventory-wise iPhone new flagship launch ever he yeah. was saying the amount that they had available even in the first couple months was more than any other new phone they had ever done mm-hmm. and so there wasn't this huge there's not this pent-up demand still yeah. and so they don't need as many screens built because they were able to fulfill yeah. people's needs so it's i was thinking about it today and all the tech press, of course, they're desperate to get clicks. They're desperate for mm-hmm. any
1: kind of news. And bad news gets the clicks. Bad
0: news. And it's all these financial analysts that they start reporting on. And the problem is a lot of these financial analysts, they're doing these reports and they're trying to give insights to their the people that are, pay them to invest on what they suggest. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of speculation that they do a lot of kind of pump and dump stuff where it's like... Apple's doomed, Apple's doomed. Mm -hmm. So the price goes down, so then their investors can buy. It's like, and like Warren Buffett, who's pretty smart financially, he spent, what, a billion dollars on Apple stock in the first quarter or something like that? And he
1: he buys it right before it goes up because he knows when to buy it. Yeah, so So I
0: I don't know. It's just, again, I hate the not news stuff where people make up these narratives that just are not true.
1: If anything were to be... a new story, it's the um, the Mac sales and some of these reports. It looked to me, just seeing some of the charts, that the new Mac was not as popular, which we know <laughs> yeah. in previous years. But outside of that, Apple's doing really well.
0: Yeah, yep. they're doing very well. And they haven't – I mean, they did the iMac Pro, but they haven't done – many other computer upgrades so you're not going to sell there's anticipation Mm -hmm. for new models so but you know something that is not not news
1: dave's pro tip of the week it is all the news you can stand to listen to yes so we've got our handy dandy iphone devices and we're running ios 11 hopefully all of us uh control center is something that Has mystified people, and we talked about it when the iPhone 10 came out because the way to access Control Center on your phone is different than other phones, and which is different than iPads. Which gets
0: confusing on how you get to the place where you do all these quick setting changes. Yeah.
1: So I just wanted to do a recap on how these things work. So if you are on an iPhone 10, and many of you may be, yeah. Now I know that a lot of people have iPhone eights and sevens, but if you have a 10. In order to get to the control center, you pull down from the upper right-hand corner of the screen. If you're on any other iOS 11 device, you swipe up from the bottom. So imagine your thumb is on the little home button, and you just swipe up, and you get to the control center. Well, did you know, Nate, that you can configure that control center screen? Oh, do tell. (laughs) I don't believe that you didn't know this. But I'm going to show you how to do it real quick. So follow along at home if you'd like. Pull out your iOS device and go to the system preferences icon or the settings. I always get confused because on the Mac it's preferences and on the phone it's settings. So it looks like a gear. And just uh, a little bit from the top, there are notifications, control center, and do not disturb. It's a little section. And you're going to want to click on the control center Now, inside that, depending on what device you have, it's slightly different on various devices, but the customized Controls is the tab Mm. that you want to click on. Now, you may have green plus marks next to everything, or you might have uh, red minus marks next to them. I, for example, have many items included on my control panel, and if I want to get rid of those, I hit the little red um, minus mark, and if I want to add them... Uh, Under the more control section, I hit the little green plus, and then I can use my little hamburger menu, the little three lines on the right-hand side, to adjust kind of where on the screen Mm. they go. And it's kind of top to bottom, left to right. And it'll make sense if you're in the app just listening without looking. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. But you can decide, you know what? I never use the Apple TV remote. I don't even have an Apple TV. Well, you can get rid of that. Simplify. It's it's not in there. Just put the things on there that you want. Like screen recording, I have that on there. Why do I have that Hmm. on there? I've I've never made a screen recording. I'll tell you what I do use a lot. I use the alarm function because Hmm. it gets me to the stopwatch, the alarm, and the timer section just by swiping into my control center, hitting the alarm, and then I can go right to the app. I don't have to keep the app around. Calculator, the camera, I use a lot. Um, The magnifier I had on there, I never use it get rid of it. Wallet. You can get to your wallet by double tapping the side button. So do I really need that in the control center? So anyway, you can customize this. And when you're all done, you just click back on the control center menu. And when you access the control panel, once again, the apps that you've added or deleted will be displayed.
0: It is a great little way to do that quick access stuff, simplifying. I... I uh, had posted something on the Facebook page about with the just some different ways to kind of with the force touch we've mm-hmm. talked about before. And this stuff goes right along with it. The stuff you do all the time yeah and the rearranging of your apps and stuff, make it accessible. We do so many of these things so many times on our phone. Make it as easy as possible uh, to do it. Very good. Well, let us move on to some takes. Uh, we do have some news to cover. Flickr is a... Long standing, as well as Smug Mug, photo service where you could share photos online. Right. Flickr, very social. Uh, it was owned by Yahoo. It's been passed around. Well, Smug Mug has bought Flickr, and both of them are widely uh, used by photographers and people that collect photos and that kind of thing. I have a bunch of pictures on Flickr. They gave you one terabyte of storage. Yeah. Um, Smug SmugMug. both of them have like a pro level where you can do stuff where you could sell pictures. You have all these options. A lot of people were kind of upset that
1: Yahoo kind of let Flickr. They ruined it. Let's it just could be have honest. been so good. They could have um, cornered the market. Instagram wouldn't have existed. Yeah. They could have been the Instagram. Um, so you remember a few years back, I got sick and tired of Yahoo just... Yeah. Losing my data yeah. all the time, and you know, sharing all my contact information with everybody and their dog because they are a terrible company. So I got fed up, and I just deleted my entire account. Yeah, just gone, doesn't exist anymore. Well, when I heard that Flickr was being separated back out from Yahoo, which was the only reason I used Yahoo to begin with, yeah, yeah. um, I got a little bit excited, and so I went to Smug Mug, and I'm like, I'm going to sign up for a new Flickr account. Well, guess what? It makes you create a Yahoo account. Oh, still... It's still connected it's still to them. Tied. So I don't know what's going on, if they're going to continue to partner with Yahoo to where you have to have a Yahoo yeah, account I, I to do it. That's,
0: I think, because this is a pretty recent story, I think they just haven't Cut uh, the ties yet. It. But I, I could see if they kind of combine the services and really, they could... Make a big impact, especially if it's something that photographers buy into. You know, mm-hmm. if you get a family photo shoot done, you're going to go to smug mug slash flickr and you're going to go, oh, I could put my photos here too. And mm-hmm. flickr is a great way to like share photos with family albums and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll see. Or, or we'll you could just bypass them all and just use Google Photos for everything. That's true. Uh, Snapchat plans to test the. <laughs> Test people's patience with unskippable six-second ads. I Snapchat. I I'm sorry, buddy. It's dead to me. It. I don't. I don't recommend it to anybody. I know people still use it. I go in there every once in a while and check, and people are doing stories. But just just move to Instagram. T-Mobile and Sprint. I've been singing T-Mobile's praises. Yeah, uh, they are merging for it's twenty six point five billion dollars in stocks and mergers and switches and switcheroos. But they will become very close. Verizon's number one, AT and T's number two in the U.S. Uh, they will be right at that. Number I believe three. it's supposed to be yeah, right below number two. But it will give them a lot more leverage. Hopefully, they will keep consumers in mind. Did we talk about this story before?
1: No, but um, I read a couple articles on this. And one of the big concerns is you're removing competition. Yeah. With four carriers, it's like if you don't like any of the top three, you can go with Sprint. And Sprint is available in some areas that T-Mobile and the other carriers are not. And they use a different technology, which may be better or not better depending on your point of view. So when this consolidation happens, you're down by one as far as choices go. And if there's ever any collusion between the three largest carriers or the three only carriers – it's going to really hurt consumers. Yeah. And so having a fourth carrier in the mix, look what T-Mobile was able to do with its uncarrier. Yeah. It's like we're different from everyone else. We're going to we're going to get rid of these predatory practices on consumers by doing these 2-year contracts and these different things. They're just going to change all the rules. So now that they're merging with Sprint and they're getting a lot larger consumer base now, I wonder if they're going to be as innovative in those areas as they once were, because they're not going to have to. They're going yeah. to have the customers. And so I'm a little scared that some of that innovation is going to go away.
0: That is the concern that I've heard in general, and that would be the big problem with it. Hopefully, John Legere mm-hmm. is staying in charge of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully they will keep that same mindset and keep uh, the customer at the forefront of their focus. Uh, security story, Twitter, there was a Twitter bug. They say, change your password. Um, there, it was some bug in their system where it left all everybody's user passwords in some internal log. They say yeah. it didn't get out to anybody, but they say, you know what? And this is a great example of if you use the same password for Twitter that you use everywhere else, yep. cause you are scared of using a password manager, there's a possibility that Somebody has your username and your password that you use everywhere. So
1: so you should probably change it everywhere.
0: Yes. And I will also put a link in the show notes. It was World Password Day uh, mm-hmm. this last week. So, of course, LastPass and Dashlane. All, I saw stuff from all the different password managers because they're trying to get in front of you. But go get the free version of LastPass on all your devices. It, There's no
1: reason not to. (laughs) Or use different passwords on every service. And 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 then just remember, yeah, write them on the back of your hand. (laughs) Something. I thought about, after seeing some of the news about National Password Day or whatever, about changing our Wi-Fi password here at work. But I didn't plan ahead. And I knew that just kind of doing it willy-nilly would cause Uh, chaos. Yes. And so it spurred me on to, I think next week I'm going to be sending out an email that says, hey, coming soon a change to a password near you. So prepare accordingly.
0: Yes. Yes. That is, uh, you do want to make sure so that you don't get 20, 40, 60 phone calls all at once. I can't connect to the internet.
1: And another thing, we have all these smart devices now that are connected to the network. And so it's, it's not going to be an easy task to update my various printers and iPads and laptops. And I have more devices in this office than the rest of, The company combined.
0: No, that's true. That is true. Well, that is a good reminder. World Password Day to go check that. Uh, So Ming-Chi Kuo, Mm -hmm. we have talked about him. He is uh, one of these financial analysts that I was uh, poo-pooing on earlier. He works for a company over in China. He had a lot of access to a lot of information. He was one of the best at kind of getting... Apple information ahead Mm -hmm. of time. Well, apparently he's leaving to work for a different company and he's not going to be focused on doing, uh, DigiTimes is who he worked with, um, and KGI Securities. He's Mm -hmm. going to a different company and he's not going to be focused on Apple. So I don't know what industry would be more interesting or financially profitable than doing Apple rumors and that kind of stuff. but So
1: the the article that you linked to is on Mac Rumors, and there's yes. a comment on the article. What is Mac Rumors going to do now? Where are they going to get all their articles from? So.
0: Exactly. No, so. I, all these people in the tech press should be a little bit more worried because yeah. uh, that gives them a lot of fodder in between Apple actually telling us uh, what they're up to. So it'll be interesting to see. There's still Mark German, He's kind of the other half of uh, Apple information that comes um, from not not from Apple and yeah. uh, but some people are speculating whoever gets the job at KGI next will just have those same connections. Yeah, um, with the Apple supply chain over in China is kind of what people suppose where he gets his information from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so sick and tired of rumors, anyways, because even him as being the best. It was off so often. Oh yeah, didn't have the story right. It's like twenty percent of the time. I wish we could just like we know very well know that I'm not big on minimalism, Mm -hmm. but as far as tech, as far as news in general, news minimalism is something that we could do a little bit more of. Amazon, Amazon Prime, so I can Mm -hmm. get more stuff to clutter my house with. Uh, They're raising their price by twenty dollars a year, uh, May eleventh. So I posted something on Facebook to go. Subscribe now if for some reason you aren't a Prime member. This does take it How do it up you live
1: to, without being a Prime I member? I don't
0: know. So it goes from ninety nine up to one nineteen a year. So it's still under ten dollars a month. It's still um, a great value, regardless. Yes. So it's one of those things they can do it, and most people are going to pay it. Some people will be upset, but they, if, c- they go, c- what are you? What are you going to do? You can go shop at Walmart. I guess they have some competing services but the overall package that you're getting for amazon
1: prime is untouchable so Mm -hmm. well and they can charge 150 dollars and still be a value but this is one of the dangers with creating a monopoly type business is that at any time they can just change the rules uh, up the prices do whatever they want and if they've killed all the other competition what are you going to do about it (laughs)
0: Not a whole lot. Uh, Go to
1: Best Buy. Ugh. Yes. Kidding.
0: It is a reminder we are an affiliate in the Amazon affiliate program. So if you go to amazon.notnerd.com, that'll redirect you over. And anything you purchase, we get a little uh, commission on. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it benefits us, which helps us not nerd more. Um, Apple's podcast. So mm-hmm. Apple has been the king of podcasts.
1: They invented the word podcast yes. after iPod in two
0: thousand five. Uh, they that's when they released it in iTunes. They just topped fifty billion with a B all time downloads and streams. Okay,
1: so all times, and all so times. When I was reading the article, I was like, "Is this this year or is this cumulative from the beginning of time?" This is this is the cumulative.
0: So. Okay. 2014, just a scant four years ago, there was 7 billion podcast downloads. 2016, 10.5. 2017, 13.7 billion. So, well, it went uh, from
1: 10.5 to 13.7 because the Not Nerd podcast well, started. Yeah, that it. is right where we're at. About 3.2 billion downloads yeah. and streams. So you're welcome, Apple, for those numbers.
0: Um, so podcasts are hugely successful. I keep hearing, who was it? Some big radio conglomerate just bought uh, one of the podcast apps so they yeah. can develop NPR. Stuff and NPR did NPR did. So th- there's a lot going on still in the podcast. I stick with my predictions at the, I believe it was the end of last year where I was kind of seeing some signals that, uh, we're going to see some, the glory days of making tons of money on podcasts, yeah. uh, for everybody might not be there. Um, One of the problems, it is kind of getting to be big business like NPR. There's kind of these big, big news
1: sources that are really dominating the podcast market. And that's kind of how it started. It was radio programs that had segments that they would put online for later listening in podcast form. And of course, there were typical podcasts as well, but they kind of dominated. And then independent podcasts like you and I here uh, would do our thing, but over the past few years, big business has really gotten into podcasting, yeah, and um, kind of taken all the wind out of the sales
0: yeah, and I just don 't know if it's beneficial for big business to get into podcasting it's it's a trend um, also news has come out that Google is working on a new podcast strategy where it's going to be more tied in into all of their stuff into search, uh, where it will get a lot more like if you do a Google search it might show you a couple podcast results at the top Hmm. that there might have a specific player and app type thing because on android it's always been a little tougher to do that
1: well as long as the not nerd podcast pops up at top then i'm okay with that
0: as you mentioned before facebook had their f8 developer conference this last week Mm -hmm. uh which everybody was kind of wondering what they had uh to say especially with all the legal and um political issues they've had recently yes uh and so what are they going to do? Facebook dating.
1: Yeah, let's do more stuff. Let's get even more information yeah. about your sexual preferences, who you like, who you're friends with.
0: Yeah, who you've dated. Yeah, Everything so.
1: that we don't have on you right now. Let's go ahead and get let's that too.
0: That Yeah, so they're starting a dating service, which if anybody has the information to find you a good match, it would be Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did some VR stuff, the Oculus Go $200 uh, virtual reality headset. I mean that
1: virtual reality dating.
0: Oh, there Let's you mix go them together. Uh, messenger. They're doing some updates to that. They mm. which, don't use
1: messenger people. <laughs> we, we warned you about that.
0: Uh, yes. Instagram. Of course they're working on that because it's people still like Instagram. Yeah. Cause it's a kind um, of a separate and WhatsApp as well. They own that. So they're, they're working on that. It wasn't any, there wasn't a whole lot. That was really groundbreaking. Uh, they are doing a lot of stuff. They, I think it was actually Zuckerberg that said that they will lose money on political ads this year because they're going to hire so many people to make sure they're not coming from Russia. And uh, it's like, well, yeah, you're going to be okay. Uh, That's your problem that you created with your platforms. So we're not going to cry too much over that. One other thing, back to Google. They had, uh, I think their developer conferences this next Uh, this next week. So probably as you listen to this, it has been going on. But they announced that they're doing this new chat. Uh, They have been notorious for having a million different options for uh, chatting or messaging Mm -hmm. on the Google platform. It seems like every year there's a new app that's going to be Google. They're all in on this one and they dropped the last one. This one's just called chat. Right. But I I don't know how much you read into it. There's some big red flags with it for one it's not encrypted which why you would release a new platform that wasn't encrypted is a mess the second is it has to have carrier approval so it's just like getting any update on your android stuff not only does it have to be supported on the phone it has to be supported by google and then by the carrier so it's just it's not like I saw some headlines, oh, it's, you know, gonna kill iMessage on yeah. Apple's iMessage.
1: Basically what they're trying to go for is an SMS replacement. Yeah. SMS stands for simple message service or something like that. It's just basic, plain, doesn't really do anything. And so this would be an overhaul of that and it has to have all the carrier support. Um, but yes, it's not encrypted. It's just a better version of what's already out there. And so I'm all for a better version. But if we're going to take the time to to do this and to spend all the money and the effort, why don't we do it right? Make
0: it a good version, (laughs) just not a better version. Like you would have the be able to see when somebody's typing and some of that. That yeah, little stuff. Some
1: so. of the, uh, yes, the some of the point-to-point interactions with, oh, this person's typing a message or this message has been read. Those are the type of features that they're trying to roll into this SMS replacement that are already present in Facebook Messenger, uh, Apple's iMessage service, and all the other ones. Yeah. It's a noble effort, but I don't see how it really benefits anybody. No. no like nobody. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> great story, Nate. Uh, well... <laughs> Let's move on to something much better. It's time for our picks, picks of, the of the week.
1: My pick of the week is named Taylor. Hmm. Have you heard of Taylor? Do you know what Taylor is? I know is? Taylor. She is very nice. Yes, she's a Taylor Swift is a singer. Oh yeah. T Swift. No, T Swizzles. It, it's not a it's not a singer and it's not a trade who yeah. <laughs> who uh puts clothes together. She's this is a good Taylor. This is an I what would okay, I'm gonna pause here. What would you What would I think? What would you need a tailor for?
0: Uh, Just, you know, some buttons and some (laughs) hems. (laughs) Maybe a few hems.
1: Yeah, get some hems. Okay.
0: I've got a suit that needs to be let out about six (laughs) inches. Can you
1: do that? Get rid of that and get a new one. You could buy another pair of pants and maybe they could fuse them together. Yes. All right. So, tailor, this was interesting to me. When I came across this, I don't even know where I heard about it probably one of the podcasts i listen to so you take screenshots of a website and i did an example with a jewelry website on my phone uh-huh. it's an infinite scroll of rings i hope my wife's not listening i'm planning on buying her a ring if she would get me her ring size oh my goodness you know it's i don't know somewhere between one and ten <laughs> yeah, I don't, somewhere somewhere, in there. somewhere but anyway you do a You're like, oh, I'm at the top of the page, and you do a snapshot on your phone, a screenshot. You know, you push the two buttons and then you scroll down a little bit more and you do another screenshot. And then you got like 19 screenshots Mm -hmm. of this thing. Well, what Taylor does is uses its, I don't know, artificial intelligence, its algorithmic progression, (laughs) its whatever, and it will stitch those screenshots together into one contiguous Mm. image. Wow. So, yeah, it works pretty well. And so nice. this, oh, yeah. this was like four or five screenshots, and you can see there's that little floating button that's oh, okay. replicated across. Oh. But it finds, uh, it matches the images up and the text oh. and makes it one continuous scroll image. And so this could be uh, good for my use oh. case where I just want one image of all the pictures. Or if I was doing some type of uh, looking at a, a website for a business and I wanted to scroll down and didn't want to have multiple pages, or if I was doing a presentation say, here's customer A's website, and Mm. you know, you want to go to Photoshop and post these things together and stitch it together and everything, this app will just do it. And it's free to use, and if you don't want the watermark... Or the ads, there's a small watermark that happens at the bottom. Oh. And if you know anything about anything, you can just crop it off. Yeah. But um there's also ads in there, but it's two ninety nine to get rid of those. So if you use it a couple times, it's worth paying the two ninety nine. But uh anyway, it's called Taylor and it stitches together your screenshots.
0: Very cool. I like it. Well my pick this week is actually Uganda related. One of the things that is required to enter the country of Uganda is a yellow fever shot. Mm. And so I went and met with a medical professional. Long story, I could do a whole podcast episode on the yellow fever shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I met with this medical professional, and Patrick does not take the malaria pills. And uh, so I was like, well, I don't know. So I asked her, and she said, you're not very smart. If you don't take malaria pills, <laughs> I've had a couple of good friends that have died from malaria. And I was like, I'm going to do malaria pills. <laughs> she said, well, there you have to take, so we were gone just over a week. So I needed like 16 pills total. And she said they're about $4 a pill. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. 60, 80 bucks for your prescription well, which instead of dying is pretty good. It is pretty good. But you know what's even better? If you go to a little website, and I would heard about this on Clark Howard that we talk about, mm-hmm. the financial advice guy. There is a website called goodrx.com. And you go there and you type in the drug that you need. I forget the name of the malaria one. She typed it in for me. And it shows all the different pharmacies in your area and gives the pricing so you can get the cheapest it's pricing. like a
1: gas price finder thing yes. but for drugs
0: for drugs and so for the malaria pills mine was thirty eight eighty eight for what i needed albert who was on the trip with me he got the same prescription but he just went to walgreens or whatever yeah he paid 90 bucks wow so i got half the price and that's I had no insurance, no nothing. It was through Walmart, so I just walked in. I handed this coupon that she had printed off, and it was only thirty-eight eighty-eight.
1: Well, I just was on the website and I was looking up a popular uh, drug for type two diabetes patients. It's called Metformin, and uh, Walmart it shows four dollars, and the highest price on this list is Rite Aid at nine ninety-nine. So it's over double. Uh, Over double at at Albertsons or Rite Aid. So, uh, what a great find!
0: It varies on different. It's just like anything at any store. Uh, prices will vary on different medications and everything. So, uh, especially people that don't have a good insurance plan, mm-hmm. which is people in the U.S.
1: <laughs> Every yeah, everyone in the everyone US.
0: In the U.S. Uh, and
1: they even have an app. There's a website. Oh, and it looks like there's an app too. There
0: you go. So good RX. We will save you some money. Uh, that money you use to save, you can pay to get rid of the ads and the watermark in the Taylor app, yeah. and go get your Amazon <laughs> Prime subscription. Right.
1: Well, good on you, good RX.
0: Yeah, so that's going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Uh, we it is so good for us to be back together. Yeah, it is after that break. I um, you, man. I we're missed you. So excited to be podcasting once again, getting you guys uh, the tech info you need. So now. Tell a friend and go heck better.
1: Re-evoke invoke. Is it invoke or evoke? Both. <laughs> when you re-invoke the control panel, your settings will Yeah. Or when you reinvoke the <laughs> when you access the control panel once again. Are we ready? to be back in the
0: saddle again. <laughs>